0: Hey, it's another edition of Retire Smarter. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Walter Storholt, joined by Tyler Emmerich, Wealth Advisor, Certified Financial Planner at True Wealth Design, serving you throughout Northeast Ohio, also offices in Southwest Florida and the greater Pittsburgh area. Easy to say hello if you want to start a conversation with the True Wealth team, just go to truewealthdesign.com. Tyler, great to be with you this week. What's happening in your world?
1: Great to be here. Uh, well, not not much. Just hanging in there. We're coming towards the uh, the end of the year. We're recording this at the beginning of December, so it's uh, getting in all those year end tasks, and then uh, obviously spending some good time with family and uh, and the holidays. I think this is going to be the first year we're going to have uh, the extended family in uh, to the household. So nice. um, we'll be entertaining and uh, you know maybe going out on a limb and you know, cooking, uh, <laughs> and we'll see how it all kind of shakes out. But you know, exciting time.
0: Very good. What's on the menu? Give us a, a quick sneak peek.
1: Oh well, I haven't got there that far. Right? Oh okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> come gotcha. on. We got I still got a few more you know, weeks. The event is happening,
0: but we're not sure what we're eating yet. So.
1: Yes, I'm still That's just okay. trying to get over having the event and going to have a household, uh, houseful, and uh, making sure to entertain. There's, there's still time. <laughs> you got time. Uh, I made the
0: mistake. We we were doing some of those um, like angel tree gifts. You know where you can you pick a a kids gift list or or wish list or something like that off the tree mm-hmm. and then and then put it back under the tree and then local. Organizations organization you know make sure that that gift gets to that kid in need that sort of thing we okay, like doing yeah. those each year but i made the mistake of going to walmart to to buy the gifts on like a saturday morning and i was like oh this <laughs> i walked in and i was like mistake mistake this is <laughs> it's crazy in here so it was uh, it was an adventure to say the least
1: that's hilarious um yeah, a similar experience on my end, at least my short list. My wife takes care of a lot of our, our buying, but there are a few that I certainly have to still do with the girls, uh, our two little girls. And, um, yeah, I'm always last minute and the guy scrambling around and being like, all right, hey, yeah. what do we got to get? So does um doesn't match well with me being a financial planner. Right, um, you're but, to be in uh, advance hey. of these things. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. Um, the, this, yeah, year maybe this year we did the best
0: planning we've ever done, and so we had everything wrapped up pretty much, um, except for those little gifts that I had to go to Walmart for. (laughs) um we had everything pretty much wrapped up this year early which was nice so that's a good feeling Nice, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Good stuff. Well, hey, today's show, uh, we're talking Social Security, and now don't be, you know, you're listening to the show and you're like, oh, Social <laughs> Security, another Social Security another yeah. show and topic. today's going to be a little bit different. Tyler's going to take a new approach, an approach that you probably, uh, I'm willing to bet, I'm willing to guarantee, oh, no, I'm not supposed to say the G word. So.
1: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, <laughs> compliance alert, compliance alert. <laughs>
0: okay, I'm i i am am willing to bet. No, I have a feeling they wouldn't mm-hmm. like that either. Hmm. All right. Well, I really hope, I really hope that you are going to hear something on today's show that you haven't heard before. Um, a little bit different approach to talking about Social Security as we near the end of the year some great things to be thinking about Tyler's going to take us through it all so let's start peeling back the onion a little bit here Tyler, what you got for us today?
1: Yeah, sounds fair enough and correct I, I love the setup, uh, Social Security I mean, it, it's something that I think uh, Kevin certainly and and us talk about frequently, we're always getting questions and, and feedback around Social Security um, so we thought now would be a good time to maybe dive back in and uh, take a look at it through a different lens, like you had mentioned. Um, Because I mean, at the end of the day, social security is going to affect a lot of us or most of us. Certainly there are some of those individuals and state employees that um, aren't going to maybe qualify uh, for social security benefits, but it is an important topic. And what we feel is extremely important, or at least the feedback that we get um, consistently and the questions that we get consistently, um, you know, kind of elaborate and share that, hey, this, this is something that's impacting all of us and, you know, something that listeners and our clients are, are wanting. So we're going to dive in today. And, and, and as we think about social security and how important it is, I think it's important to realize that I think that maybe it's even become more important over the years. Um, 30 35 years ago you know social security was a piece of the puzzle we had social security we had pension plans and then you maybe had your own savings that would come in there and you know fit that income puzzle um, for our retirees and over the years um, that's changed. Uh, Social Security really for some families might be the only income source that, that they're going to have coming in with pensions uh, certainly going by the wayside and you know, us, us seeing them fewer and fewer Um, I would certainly consider yourself lucky if you do have a pension. Um, And even more so on top of that, well, if your pension has a cost of living adjustment uh, similar to Social Security, boy, you're really in the minority. Um, So with Social Security being such an important part of that income puzzle um, and to it having that significant cost of living adjustment, which we all you know seeing the increase this year and we'll maybe touch on it a bit here uh, a little later on but it's a it's a really important piece and, and making that decision um, of when to take it and all that entails I mean it really is something that you've got to get right I mean yes you can cancel your Social Security application, I think, within around 60 days um, from Social Security approving your benefits. And yes, you do have an option within the first year of um, withdrawing your benefits. But aside from that, four, five, six years down the road, you know, you're kind of um, stuck uh, in that decision that you made. So you know well, we want to do everything that we can to get it right. And uh, hopefully today we'll, we'll touch on that and give you a few tidbits that uh, will help you feel better about that
0: decision. My wife just accepted a new job, and uh, it has a pension. So I was like, "Oh man, I can't wait to tell Tyler and Kevin That's about great. that." Like one one of these one of these rarities out there, you know.
1: It is, it is, yeah, and and it's great that that her company is doing that. And you're right; I mean, definitely in the minority, and and something that'll be really impactful and and very good when you guys start thinking about your retirement picture and, and planning and all the fun stuff that goes into it.
0: No, and- note for a future show, by the way, they have something that I had not heard about before. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask you guys about it. Maybe, I don't know if this could be a show or if this is something a lot of your clients run into, but they have some sort of, I don't know, I haven't done all the reading on it yet, but something, it's sort of related to Social Security, which makes me think about it, uh, not mm-hmm. to get you off track, Tyler, but no, um, I, I may have this wrong. A 401A, uh, mm-hmm. like a, a Social Security replacement fund of some sort, like a different account that you don't have to put aside to Social Security, but yet it's still kind of the same amount that's going into something that you have more control over Okay. Is that a decent way of describing that maybe?
1: Sure. Well, it's, it's amazing all the different benefits and, and the types of plans yeah. that employers can offer. I mean, you got your typical ones, your 401Ks and your 403Bs, which I think we run into the most. But yes, there are one as 457B plans, and a whole host of other plans that employers can kind of sweeten their benefit deal with. So that's yeah, awesome to hear that she has it. And oh, I will definitely notch it down as maybe a, another future topic. That M- we can maybe just a mail, a mailbag
0: question <laughs> Can't fill out a full show. Yes, maybe, I like. It. Yeah, yeah. All right, no, go go ahead. One. I'm sorry, I don't want to get you sidetracked. No,
1: you're good. But so as we think about uh, social security. I mean, we think it's so important, you know, we, you look at our process so when we're meeting with clients and we have our yearly updates, we're very process oriented firm. And as you think about, you know, kind of those meetings and how they typically work, we, we always have a meeting agenda and kind of prepared notes and a flow to those to kind of keep us on track. And, you know, social security is a piece of uh, that meeting agenda uh, for most, if not all of the families that we meet with. And it kind of outlines the benefit amounts, the strategy that we're looking to take uh, with Social Security, and maybe some of the key points. And we do that for a number of reasons. I think some of the two big ones. There's one we don't want to we don't want to make any mistakes or have any missed opportunities. There are, for a typical family, um, a handful of different benefits that you might be eligible for for Social Security. I was thinking about setting you up for that, Walt, but I figured you've done enough Social Security podcasts <laughs> in the past where you might be like, "Well, yeah, we, you have survivor benefits, spousal benefits, you know." And there's a number of a whole host of benefits that mm-hmm. might be available. <laughs>
0: Love it. So, Love it. Um,
1: but it, a lot of times, the information out there for individuals to get access to about these benefits is few and far between. I spent a a number of years doing financial planning, of course. And I'll distinctly remember, or at least a a nurse that I sat down with, a lot of the families I I met with were specific to some of the hospital systems in the area here and kind of how I got my start uh, in the business. And I had sat down with her and as with most, she was coming to talk to me about retirement planning. And, you know, she was in her late late sixties, excuse me, And she had really just turned her attention to retirement planning and was frankly feeling quite a bit overwhelmed about the decision and then you could garner pretty quickly that in her mind she was going to have to work for a number of uh, years well into her 70s to kind of make the plan work and um, be able to retire and that was kind of why she was coming to me again, was to try to get and say, "Hey, am I on track? What's this, what do these numbers kind of look like? And you know, how long do I have to work?" And as with most of us, uh, you know, she had had a, a number of things that affected her career and what she is able to say. But one of the big ones was she actually went through a divorce a number of years ago. And for any of the listeners that have gone through a divorce, obviously that can change plans significantly, uh, derail a few things, and certainly change your asset picture and the amount of savings that you might have once had. And it was no different in her, her situation. And as we're kind of ticking through some of the boxes and I'm um, getting to know her a little bit better, I quickly realized when we started talking about Social Security that she had no idea that she would actually have access to her ex-spouse's um, benefits or a benefit related to her ex Ex spouses, uh, social security. And boy, you could see after we kind of clarified and realized that, hey, this wasn't. actually the case for her, it was almost like found money. Well, like, hey, oh, wow. Ch- changes like, the math a little bit, <laughs> right? It, it does. And it, it, it really can. And, you know, it was no small chunk of change that she was going to actually start adding that she could actually add immediately. Um, and then you actually in her situation too, this was a benefit she frankly should have been getting for a while. And another little quirk with social security is that, hey, you can backdate that payment six months. So not only did she um, add, uh, you know, quite a bit of income. Uh, to her situation monthly to help her get towards that retirement goal. But she also got a pretty nice check uh, right at the get-go because we were able to backdate that uh, application um, and make it effective six months prior. And boy, uh, a couple quirks there, right? If you had no idea you could access benefits based off of an ex-spouse, you had no idea you can backdate those payments, definitely changed her situation uh, sizably.
0: Great to hear that people can get good news when they come into the office sometimes, and it's not always, you know, whenever we think about kind of like, uh, I don't know, I don't know if some people have like an impression of like, it's going to be like going to the doctor's office, right? Like you're just kind of dreading bad news when you come in to meet (laughs) with with Tyler and Kevin, like the the picture's never going to be as rosy as it is in your mind, perhaps, but then hey, you, you get good news a lot of the time, don't you?
1: It's always fun when you can give that. A- absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, I think social security has gotten a little bit better in trying to educate and, and bring out um, some of those benefits. I mean, you could Google search potential entitlement, social security, and they have like a nice questionnaire that you can kind of go through and really kind of um, walk through and say, hey, was there a benefit that I might be eligible for that I'm not taking advantage of? So they're definitely trying to get the word out there. And obviously, uh, if you have a good financial advisor, it's our job to kind of bring those opportunities to you as well. But having that on that meeting agenda or going back to that whole process and and, and having it f- Uh, You know, top of mind uh, of our conversation allows us not to miss opportunities like that, And it certainly allows us to be on top of any changes in your situation from year to year that might change that filing strategy. So we think it's important. And and we're kind of hearing that from a a lot of the listeners and our clients as well.
0: It's great to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. And as we, I guess as we kind of move on and um, get maybe to some of the meat and potatoes, what we want to touch on today about Social Security and how we're going to look at it a little bit differently. Um, I think the big thing or high overarching topic or thought I want to t- listeners to have in their mind is, well, today we want to help you maybe, how do you approach or tackle some of those decisions that you have to make with Social Security? Um, and, and as I think about that type of a question and maybe set up what we're going to talk about here a little bit. One of the big things with any topic from a financial planning standpoint, I feel like, is the more information you can get in your hands to be able to make an educated decision that's going to be impactful for you and your family is extremely important. And Social Security is no different. Um, but I do feel like I get it a lot. Hey, uh, especially with Social Security, hey, I heard from my friend or I had a family member that came to me and said, I should do this or I should do that. Um, and sometimes we make our decisions based off those things that we hear, and they're not always the case. And there's a couple that I've been getting here recently. Well, we'll talk about two, but one uh, I get on a year-in and year-out basis pretty consistently. The other one's a little more specific to this year. But the old adage or the old question of, hey, is Social Security going to run out of money? What do you think, Walt? Are we doomed?
0: I don't think so. (laughs) Not not as doomed as maybe the, the headlines make you think.
1: Correct, yeah. Every year, um, Social Security runs through and puts out what they call the trustee report. I think it's almost a 300-page document. So if you want some light reading, you can kind of go through there. But I, I think the gist of the document and, and what the, the really the important piece is, you know, it talks about the funding status um, and when Social Security's trust fund's set to run out. Um, and really, there hasn't been much change in that from year to year. The Social Security trust fund's meant to run out around 2034, 2035 timeframe, and it's been that way for a number of years. And what that means is doesn't mean Social Security is going to go away um, if nothing changes uh, before then. All it means is that Social Security will have more going out than what's coming in. Um, and there will need to be some changes at that time before that happens. And if there's not, then really the individuals that are on Social Security would see uh, their benefit cut um, and they would receive around seven, around 80%. It's actually, I think 78% the latest number that I've seen. And you would get about 80 to 78% of your social security benefit if nothing changes. So it doesn't go away. It's not stopped. It's just that benefit would potentially be reduced. Now, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about this. Will Social Security run out of money? I think Kevin did a a wonderful podcast on it back in October of last year. I believe it's episode 82 where you can go in and and he does a a great job talking about, hey, Social Security has been in this situation before where they were potentially going to uh, run out of money and the trust fund go down. Uh, It was in the late 70s, early 80s, and they did some fixes then that got us to the point that we are today. And you know, he talks about what those fixes are, and then he goes into what some of the common or what we think are going to be some of the changes between now and 2034, 2035, that will put Social Security in a little bit better uh, situation and maybe not see quite the impact or certainly not going to see Social Security completely go away. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, a lot of that's up for debate, but check out that podcast. I think he does a good job going into it. So we're not going to talk much more about it, but I think the high level um, to consider there is I think there's a lot of good fixes and hopefully so security will be with us for a, a long time going forward here
0: the sky is not always falling um <laughs> Correct. It, it sounds like so yeah, I, I like that you you and kevin always bring some good positivity here to the show so ba- always ba- ba- to. balance out the noise a little bit yeah.
1: <laughs> but so that's the first one and then the other one which i think is more recent is actually i think a little bit more on a good side and it talks about the cost of living adjustment this year being extremely high you know what it happens to be um uh we're getting no. for what is it 8.7%. 8.7%. Uh, okay. Increase. Pretty Oof. big. To put that in perspective. Yeah, not fun. I think we Well, it's actually, it's a good thing. What that means is, is that cost of living, people that are on social security wealth, they'll get an increase of 8.7%. But just next in year
0: indicating how trade much trade everything trade. else has gone yes. up around. Us. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, hey,
1: very good. For, hey, positivity, right? Come on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we have to go back to 81, 1981 before we've seen an increase that high. It was 11% then. Um, so a significant increase. And I've gotten a couple calls saying, hey, I'm deferring my benefit. I'm not taking it. Am I still going to get that 8.7% increase? Um, or did I kind of miss out on that this year because I'm not drawing uh, benefits? I never
0: thought of that perspective. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And th- the answer is yes, you are still going to get it. The cost of living adjustment is applied to what's called your primary insurance amount, which your primary insurance amount is essentially the amount that you are eligible to receive at your full retirement age age. And that is the number that's used to calculate you know, your delayed retirement credits and the increases that you get for waiting from your full retirement age till 70. So you know, yes, uh, that cost of living adjustment, even if you're not receiving it, you're still going to get that um, and see that benefit uh, down the road, which okay. is important. You see a big number like that and you say, hey, historically, we haven't seen that since the 80s. Did I miss out on it? And good news is, is no. So
0: that's helpful. That's good to
1: know. Yeah, being very. So, again, a lot of information out there on Social Security, it affects a lot of families. So I think it's talked about quite a bit. So being informed and, you know, giving yourself, uh, you know, right information to help make the decisions are extremely important. So as we kind of move on from that, the other thing to consider uh, or we want to touch on is, well, what's the benefit of waiting on your social security. I think that's the big decision point, right? I mean, do we take it early? Do you not? Do you wait? And I think there's um, arguments on both sides of the coin. Let's dive into that a little bit and talk a little bit about, or this is maybe the different piece uh, that we haven't touched on with some of our prior social security uh, podcasts is how do we go about Making that decision and you know trying to wrap our arms around what is the benefit of waiting versus taking it early, and before I do that, I guess I want to give a, a very brief high level overview of the general, generally speaking, how Social Security works because I think it'll be helpful as we get maybe into some of these more granular items. But generally, there's three. The way I explain it, anyways, are three what I call magic ages to Social Security. The first of which is age 62, which is the first year you can actually start your benefits. Now. If you're eligible for a survivor benefit, you can start as early as 60. And there are, again, uh, some other benefits that might start earlier. But for the vast majority of a 62 is going to be that first year you can actually kick in the social security benefits. And every month you wait all the way up to age 70, you actually get an increase or a more of a benefit for waiting um, so that second age at age 70 um, is that second magic age which means that hey you get no more benefits for waiting past the age of 70 to take your social security because there's no more increases so you're really gonna or the decision is as well when do you take it between 62 and 70. and the third age um, which is what i would consider to be probably the most important is what's considered your full retirement age which is different for everybody um, it can be anywhere between 66 and 67 it's based off the year that you're born do a quick google search and find out which uh yours is but that full retirement age when social security considers to be fully retired and there are a host of um benefits you get if you continue to wait till that full retirement age so that's again high level some of the ages and some of the choices so let's kind of break down and decide well hey when when should you or how do you consider uh, when to start taking it all right, are you ready? I don't know. I'm ready. Um, so yeah, do th- we do we wait? This is the comment here. So do we stay
0: or do we go? Do we wait I, or do we draw? You know, <laughs> here it is.
1: Like I'm kind of setting it up. Um, it's it's pretty grand but the way one of the ways that we can kind of look at it is you choose the claiming strategy that maximizes the expected present value of lifetime Social Security benefits.
0: You might have what to you say. Think, you might have to say that again. You might <laughs> hey, have to repeat that. I, I
1: set it up right. <laughs> I might have to trigger the I alert on you there for that. <laughs> I, I was worried. I, I was worried, you, but
0: usually cho- it's a like usually it's a whole phrase. Or I mean, usually mm-hmm. it's a it's a word that Kevin will use or drop or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But that that phrase may just get you it, into that. It's category. a mouthful, isn't it? Right, it it is,
1: choosing it the claiming strategy that maximizes the expected present value of lifetime Social Security benefits. And that is a fancy phrase, um, for really trying to say, okay, you have a couple options. Um, well,
0: okay. uh, you, you, you come on. It. You did it. I you did it. Right. That actually is my first one. It's so, your first egghead alert. You earned it, my it friend. So that was uh, well I was trying to stay away
1: from <laughs> it. but uh, So w- what That is that phrase is getting at is it's saying, hey, let's say you have two options. You can take your Social Security benefit at age 65 or you can take it at age 70, which is the optimal decision. Well, if you think about Social Security in its most basic form, all it is is it a payment that you're going to receive every year um, well actually monthly every year um, until you pass so if you break down year by year and write out each one of those payments okay the expected present value of all those payments is us essentially bringing all those payments back into a single number that we can use to compare if you were to take your benefit at 65 versus age 70. So we could do the same thing if you waited till age 70, break down that social security benefit on a year-by-year basis, bring all those numbers back into a single number that we can use to compare both strategies and say, well, mathematically, this one's going to be the one that optimizes your Um, social security decision and gives you more of a benefit based off your situation. Okay. Okay. So if we peel back the onion on that a little bit more and say, well, what are the important components that go into that calculation? Well, the first of which is, well, how long are you going to get payments from social security? Which I don't know about you, but... I don't know when I'm going to when I'm going to. Yeah. Right. It'd make this
0: all easier if we knew that. Right.
1: It definitely would. But we don't know. So we have to make some general assumptions there. Certainly, the longer that you live, the more benefit that deferring that benefit uh, through Social Security is going to be. So we just got to make some general assumptions there. The second number that I think is extremely important in a calculation like this is understanding that benefit you get by waiting or deferring your social security, right? What is that? What does that look like? Well, if I take it at 65 versus age 70, what, what's the benefit? And mathematically that benefit from your full retirement age to age 70 that you get is your social security benefit increases by two thirds of 1% every month that you wait. Or maybe an easier way to think about it is it's about 8% per year. Um, Your social security increases from your full retirement age to age 70 um, as a benefit and you get more. And I don't know about you, Walt, but that's for me, it's hard to Mm -hmm. wrap my arms around that and quantify that a bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not, like in today's dollars, right? I mean, if you look at your benefit uh, your social security statement that you get and you look at the number at full retirement age and then you look at it at age 70 and you kind of look at the annual difference. I mean, you some some individuals could get as much as 9500, 10 grand more per year by waiting from full retirement age to 70. And I think that number is very easy to to think about. But when you start Going and saying, well, what's that difference look like twenty years down the road? That I think that's much harder. I mean, you just throw some simple cost of living adjustments of say three percent on that. Well, what do you think that difference or benefit of waiting till seventy grows to on your payment twenty years down the road? Pro- and probably, if you get this right, wow! <laughs> well, yeah, I, I
0: won't throw out an exact number, but probably Fair. even you know even even greater much than greater. what you would imagine. Yeah.
1: I drew some quick numbers. It's around 17,000 more per okay. year, wow. 20 years down the road. So that's not insignificant. I don't think 10,000 a year is insignificant. But, but as you think about it and you start looking at numbers way far in the future, that benefit of waiting becomes much, much greater. Um, the way I, I tend to think about it is you're almost purchasing insurance on either- you or your spouse um living a long and healthy retirement, which I don't want to get into life expectancies and you know what the numbers show, because I have many conversations about that as well. Um, but that's how I generally think about that deferring benefits uh, longer is you're kind of hedging your bed a bit um and buying some insurance on you and your spouse living longer. So, it's a
0: great way to look at all of those different moving parts there, Tyler, and um, I don't know, it's it's a helpful perspective to kind of think of things, look at it in the short term, look at it in the long term, seeing what waiting gets you, trying to balance all those different things. I know that that can be what's overwhelming for folks, right, just trying to – you don't want to make the wrong choice, but it sounds like also there's lots of benefits of, of whatever direction you choose. It's not like you totally fail if you, you know, yeah, choose a different, a, a different path. Does, does people's like attitudes or opinions about what their life expectancy is going to be then play into how you guys plan around it? Like if somebody says, "I don't think Absolutely. I'm going to live a long time," because here's my family history, and yeah, we've had medical advancements, but I, mm-hmm. I really think, you know, just given my history, you know, that this is my, I'm I'm okay taking it earlier because of that. Do you guys then adjust because of your clients' sort of uh, I don't know preconceived notions about their longevity?
1: Yeah, we do. Um, and I know you're setting me up if oh, I do perfect. it, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> but but yeah, I think that's extremely important. Um, understanding who you're talking to and understanding, you know, what the family's trying to accomplish or the individual's trying to accomplish, I think goes into this quite a bit. And one of the ways that we factor that in, especially to this calculation of us trying to figure out what the expected present value of the lifetime benefit is, is through what we call a discount rate. So this is where I thought my egghead alert would come in. So hopefully I can explain this uh, Pretty good without getting through another one okay um but at least discount
0: rate rate didn't sound too bad on the front end
1: (laughs) correct um so three factors this is the third one discount rate so we talked about longevity we talked about the benefit of actually waiting and deferring your benefit now the discount rate is how we bring it all together the discount rate is how we look at all those future payments and discount them or bring them back to a number in today's dollars that we can use to compare against another claiming strategy and really mathematically say, hey, this is the benefit to you. Now, that discount rate, there's been a lot of publications on it. Actually, Social Security has a wonderful uh, discount rate article where they kind of go into the different discount rates that can be used, but high level and generally speaking is that discount rate is extremely uh, affects that calculation a lot. and traditionally or the way you can think about it is the lower the discount rate is that you use it will skew your your calculations to say hey you should defer your benefit and wait the higher that discount rate is that you use it kind of skews your calculations towards starting your social security early now some individuals say hey everyone should use the same discount rate. You know, It should be something like the current yield on a long-term inflation index government bond or something to that effect. And every family should, should use it uh, the same one uh, because that's what social security uh, payment is most like. And I think we take it one step further and kind of getting back to your, well, your question of like, well, hey, does emotion and does other considerations in an individual situation, how do you bring that in to help make the right decision on when to start your social security? Well, adjust think this discount rate higher or lower in our calculations will help us account for some of those biases or some of those family-specific situations, things like risk, level, uh, current asset mix, stocks and bonds, among a host of other things all play into that. And then we can actually adjust the discount rate in our calculations and properly reflect that. So as I kind of think about this calculation for the individuals and the families that we work with, very rarely am I going down into all the details like we did today and getting very granular about discount rates and you know things, items like that in the calculation. When we run these calculations for the, our families and our clients, it's very simple is the fact of, hey, let's talk through some of the situations, some of what's going on in in that particular household. Let's run this present value calculation, this calculation that gets a claiming strategy to a single dollar we can use to compare uh, across different claiming strategies, and kind of run it through real time with them and say, hey, Based off your situation, your life expectancy, your risk tolerance, so on and so forth, you know, this is the strategy that provides the most benefits to you based off of the assumptions that we made. Let's compare that to maybe what you were thinking, or let's compare this to another option and see how that number changes. You can make the decision for yourself, essentially, Well, just the way that we kind of think about it. So this is a real-time calculation, it's something that we, we can you know, do and model in our systems very quickly and kind of boil it down to a very simplified number um, to compare different options to help put a number on where, where and which benefit would, would provide to you
0: very nice uh, last yeah. thing I'm wondering Tyler is uh, where does this come in your process like our social Security, are you starting with Social Security when you help plan with someone um, does this kind of begin the conversation since it's sort of a, a known entity of what's going to be out there for somebody or does it come later on like how do you incorporate this in with everything else everybody's got going on
1: I think it depends uh, it's a case-by-case basis um, if we got someone who's retiring that really needs to make a decision on Social Security quickly I think it gets pushed to the to the Forefront. If we're speaking with a family that's maybe younger, maybe 15 years out towards Social Security, maybe that Social Security is covered at more of a high level. We make some general assumptions. And then as we progress and get closer, you know, then we continue to kind of dive into it on a, on a little more detailed basis. Um, And I also think the family dynamics play a factor as well. I mean, you think about some individuals where maybe it's just you. Okay, well, that claiming strategy is, do you wait or not, can be pretty clear cut. Um, But you start adding in um, a couple, say a husband and wife. Well, now we have considerations on, well, maybe one individual waits and one individual takes it early. Um, and, And a lot of times that that might be extremely beneficial. I think an often overlooked benefit to social security is the actual survivor benefits and how those work. Um, And for example, let's say you have um, a husband or wife um, and uh, the wife was the higher income earner. um, So her social security benefit is higher uh, than her husband's. You know, if The husband kicks in his social security early in this scenario, and the wife continues to wait until 70. And heaven forbid something happened to her and she passed away. What's going to happen is the husband's actually going to be able to benefit from her delaying um, and actually switch over to a higher survivor benefit. So even though she didn't get a benefit from delaying, he still would. That dynamic is very different if you consider a scenario where the higher income earning spouse, the wife in this scenario, kicks hers in early and the husband defers his till 70 and then passes, heaven forbid. Um, Well, her as a surviving spouse, she might not even get to switch over to a higher benefit if his was never higher and thus no one got to benefit from that delayed strategy so you know there is definitely some dynamics there as you start looking at it from a couple um, to where you can kind of use the system to your advantage and things like that survivor benefit i think come in so i think complexity plays a factor into it quite a bit Walton, and when we cover it and two I had a couple uh, comes to mind just last year, they actually retired. Um, and we had many conversations around social security. They, they were really considering kicking it in early. Um, we had ran through some of the numbers, talked through their family dynamics and their situation. And they um, kind of changed their mind. And we're like, hey, I think we're, we're going to actually delay uh, benefits. We're actually going to use a split strategy, very similar to what I uh, touched on. And you know, we come, we came back for our, our update uh, in the summer this year. And when I walked in the meeting, I got a, <laughs> a joke, hey, you got to sell me on this social security strategy again, right? <laughs> talk, talk me through it. Because <laughs> I mean, put and think about it, you put yourself in their shoes, right? They just retired, the market's down, they're using their retirement assets to support their lifestyle, and they got these big social security benefits they're looking at saying, hey, I could kick them in. I could stop withdrawing from my retirement accounts. That could help me, right? Um, so they were joking around, but we definitely spent the time kind of talking through it. And you know, they can, they're still continuing to defer because, again, you know when you go through and you run the numbers and you start thinking long term you know it really benefited them to kind of kick the can down the road and say hey we understand that there's some pain early here uh, using their assets and especially in the market that we're in but we don't want to lose sight of the why behind deferring the benefits and you know delaying um in their case it really is you know good for them
0: Great to hear your uh, kind of thoughts and perspective on all of this, Tyler. Just so interesting to see how you guys approach every aspect of financial planning and uh, getting ready for retirement. And here we take what seems like a simple subject of, you know, electing Social Security and you get to layer in all sorts of different levers and things that you guys are looking at to, to try and figure out what's the best, the absolute. I think you guys like, I don't know, it's like your you're juicers. How can you <laughs> squeeze the most out of every asset? That your clients have that's the mm-hmm. level of detail that you go into. It's kind of like you is that a, an internal philosophy by chance like leave no dollar uh, left behind <laughs> <like
1: that? laughs> extreme I, I think Kevin would say that's a great way to explain it for 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 me, I know personally, I just want to get the information to individuals in a way that they can digest mm. yes we went extremely granular in, in the, the the podcast today is talking about discount rates and um, some of the other intricacies about how you can actually calculate and get a number to help you decide when to take social security um, but more so i think a lot of times when i'm meeting with families if they want that granularity sure it's there but, but more importantly i think the families that meet with us say they know that that work is being done and then we can present it in a way that's easily digestible and can kind of give them the confidence to make whatever decision's best for them. I, I always feel like knowledge is power, right? So the more knowledge you have, the better information and decisions you can make.
0: You kind of help meet people where they're where they're wanting to be met in terms of the level of detail or the amount of information mm-hmm. you, you give to them, but the work is always being done in the background. So that's always pretty- always pretty cool way to think about it and look at it well hey if you have uh, a question for tyler want to talk to the true wealth design team a little bit more about your particular situation and go into some of the details it's easy to get in touch all you have to do is call 855-TWD-PLAN that's 855-TWD-PLAN or go online to truewealthdesign.com and click on the are we right for you button to schedule your 15-minute call with an experienced advisor on the team and see if you'd be a great fit to work with one another again that's at truewealthdesign.com Dot com and we'll link to that in the description of today's show uh tyler thank you so much for the help really appreciate it and uh good luck on on a little bit of that last minute <laughs> shopping and, and prepping that food menu for the holidays and uh we'll look forward to talking to you and kevin in uh, in the new year yep will do have a good one thanks so much that's tyler emmerich i'm walter stroll thanks for joining us we'll talk to you next time on retire smart